With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Inspirational Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy. And I'm Marianne Johansson. And tonight, Marianne and I are super excited because we have a special guest with us for our very first interview. Tonight, we are delighted to introduce you all to Tejas Aunkar, who also goes by the name of Animal Reiki Universe. <coughs> Tejas is an animal Reiki specialist who dedicates her life to healing and nurturing animals all over the world. So get cozy and relax as we share and discover the benefits of animal Reiki with Tejas Aunkar. started her professional career in Bombay as an Ayurvedic physician and then moved into the health management. She worked in some of the largest hospitals in the London National Health Service before moving to Bahrain nearly eight years ago. Tejas finally got the opportunity to express her passion for animal welfare, volunteering for the rescues in Bahrain until Animal Reiki came along. For the last two years, Tejas has been sharing animal Reiki with many animals in, in a private as well as a voluntary capacity, and her work spans not just in Bahrain, but also in India, Singapore, Oman, and the USA. She also combines animal psychoaromatherapy with, with her animal Reiki and hopes that one day soon, holistic animal care will be a default modality for the treatment of, for animals in this area. So welcome, Tejas, to Inspirational Living Podcast. We're extremely grateful to have you on today as our very first guest. <clears throat> yes, welcome, everyone. And we are so excited and happy that you're here with us today, Tejas. And we're so excited to get to know lots about your wonderful work with animals Oh, thank you so much, Ryan and Marianne, for having me on the podcast. <clears throat> Please excuse my scratchy voice. I really love listening to you every week and uh, especially make it a point to listen when I'm off for an animal Reiki session. Um, I absolutely love the energies you create through this podcast. And I'm sure all your listeners will agree as well how soothing and relaxing it is to hear you both, apart from the gems of wisdom that you share. So thank you very much for having me here today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Tejas. So shall we get into, um, into the interview tonight? Um, I think all of our listeners, Tejas, are eager to hear how you got involved with Reiki and animal Reiki and then later into communicating with animals. Uh, Reiki came into my life around three years ago when I was going through some really challenging times personally. At that time, I did my Reiki master healer and then only practiced for myself and the family. A year later, my Reiki muse, as I like to call her, uh, my Bella, who is my rescue lab, 
she started joining me regularly for my personal Reiki session and then actually started asking for some Reiki for herself. Uh, and that sort of got me exploring more and that's when I discovered about animal Reiki. One thing led to another and I finally went on to repeat my entire Reiki learning to specialize as an animal Reiki master teacher. Um, as I started practicing with animals, their messages started becoming more and more clear. Some messages were requests for what they needed to heal, like, uh, please, can I sleep in mom's bed tonight? Um, some messages were very specific, like, thank you very much, but please, would you mind not posting my picture? So it wasn't really an animal communication session in the strictest sense where, you know, you're having a dialogue with the animals or you're having a conversation with them, but it was more of being the recipient of what the animals needed the most at that time to heal. Mm, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tejas, as I'm sure, you know, many are interested in the communication aspect of it. And I kind of liken it to when I'm giving Reiki to a client, you know, since I don't treat animals, but whenever I have a client, I begin a Reiki treatment, it always turns into this intuitive session you know, where I just um, begin to sense where they need the Reiki the most, and so that's where I go. Mm, I can relate to that as well, Ryan. When I do Reiki or, or other energy healing work, um, it's like feeling guided by your intuition and just trusting that it takes you to the right place. Um, Titus, I'd like to ask you, though, how, how do you find that animals respond to Reiki? Oh, Marianne, you've started off with my favorite, uh, my favorite because it's almost like a proof for animal Reiki. You know, it's the most amazing experience to witness the responses that animals give to Reiki. Um, and, you know, each animal responds in its own unique way. Uh, one takes what's most needed for itself at that point of time, and therefore the response is on a micro level very unique. Uh, but on a macro level, you can sort of group responses together. So the most favorite one or the, the one that I see the most often is what I call as the waking power nap. They actually have a deep relaxing rest. And their animals are aware during this time, but they are in such a state of deep relaxation. Uh, it's precisely what they need at that moment. So you find many pics on my Instagram page with animals in various poses of Reiki power nap. Uh, some even take this further and proceed to snore right in front of you. I've had one animal guardian mom uh, tell me of her cats who slept through the session under a sofa and then came out stumbling for a few seconds uh, and then promptly went off to sleep again on the sofa for the whole afternoon and the night as well, only to wake up the early next morning. So, you know, that was, that was for me really powerful. Uh, there's another guardian mom who called me when she was babysitting her daughter's dogs. So altogether she had 10 furry babies in the family at that point of time, and they were in a super excited mode and needed some calming down. After the Reiki session, we had 10 pooches moving away to glory for the entire afternoon. 
<laughs> oh, I love how you describe it. Uh, <laughs> I can I just picture it in my mind. <laughs> and I love that you call it a Reiki power nap, you know? I, I suppose it's like when, when you work with, with humans as well, slipping into this deeply mm. relaxing and subconscious state, really, it, it helps to open up for the healing energies. Um, but do you have other examples <laughs> of how animals respond? Uh, yes, Marianne, thank you. The other most common response is where animals actually try to eat the energy. So, you know, they, they lick my hands, which is mainly seen in dogs, and sometimes they nibble my fingers, which is commonly seen in cats. Uh, they even do the grab and nibble, you know, which is quite ridiculous at times. And, you know, some of these kittens have very sharp claws and very sharp teeth. <laughs> so then there are some that walk by as if it's a catwalk. So they'll come by, take what they need, then go away for a little while. And then they'll come back, take what they need, and go back and repeat and repeat, almost like they're on a catwalk. Uh, wow. Some are very curious. <laughs> some are very curious. They'll accept the energy, but they'll do it from a distance. And some are what I call like Reiki sponges. They just can't have enough. So the first time I met this ex-fighting pit bull uh, who was rescued, and he is the most gorgeous dude you'll ever know, <laughs> he just couldn't have enough of it. He was lying on the floor with, uh, you know, and he made me lie on the floor with him. He had... He wanted no other position. And we were in that kind of state for over two hours. Uh, wow. And it was only after two hours that I was actually allowed to move. And it was, you know, I, I, I was quite, <laughs> it was quite, it was quite a sight. Um, and he released so much that day. Uh, some have twitches. So, you know, they actually have muscle twitching, almost similar to a spasm. Uh, I had one very recently, and again, you know, she is a she is a pit bull who was uh, used for breeding purposes. So I'm sure there was a lot of uh, emotional trauma that needed to be released through the twitching process. She was the one who demonstrated it so loud and clear to me. Mm. It's fascinating mm-hmm. how you know how Tejas how each animal is so different, and you know, in the mm-hmm. sense that they receive it differently, just like humans would. Um, and I love that they eat Reiki. I mean, how cool is that? I, I'm sure my little Lucy would be the one of those just eating up the Reiki from your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really is fascinating how, how differently they react. I just love hearing about it, you know, how the cat that just came back for more and then went away. And, you know, it's it's wonderful that they have, you know, they're just so natural. Um, you mentioned also some twitching um muscle twitching and I've, I've experienced it uh, in some of my you know my clients uh, like human uh, clients <laughs> and react reacting with muscle twist twitching as well during energy sessions and I just I think it, it just goes to show how energy work can affect us in, in similar ways really yeah you're, you're absolutely right Marianne and Ryan yeah absolutely too uh you know even when you're not doing the sessions the animals you know somehow know that there's an energy particle that's you know, happening around over here. So they just come seeking the energy out. You know, they'll shove their, you know, their rear side or their back or sometimes their head into your hands or, you know, sometimes if they've had strains or uh, whatever, they'll shove their paws in your hands for receiving the energy. Uh, there was a time when I was actually walking by a bird cage uh, where the birds inside created such a cacophony. 
uh, I had to actually turn around and offer them Reiki. Uh, I was just passing by, actually. Um, some animals make sure that their human listens to them when they want the session. It's almost like being a session on demand. I have one beautiful doggy princess who tells her mom this in very clear actions. Um, and, you know, at this point, I would like to, you know, just tell you about one of the strangest uh, or freakiest experiences I've had. Uh, um, and it, I'd like to put it here because this was a response in a sense. Uh, it was when I was snorkeling with my family, and there was a pipe fish who was so insistent on receiving Reiki that he actually swam by me for over 30 minutes, and, and that really freaked me out because every time I, you know, I turned my head around, he was right there beside me. He never budged an inch from the side of my face. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. The main thing is, you know, each one responds in a way that's best fitted to get what they need most from that Reiki session. So whether it is emotional, physical, or perhaps even spiritual release. Yes, and, and how super exciting how they sense, it's almost like they sense your willingness to help and how, you know, amazing to have a pipe fish actually reach out for contact with you. It, it's just amazing, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that that is an amazing experience, Tejas. I just, it must have been so amazing to be under the water and see that. Um, but, you know, let, let me ask you, Tejas, have you ever felt that you could not get through to an animal? Hmm, it's very interesting you ask this, Ryan. Um, you know, the basis of my animal Reiki practice is permission. Uh, so it is mostly the permission of the animal more than the permission of its guardian. Uh, I always offer Reiki only to those animals who are willing to receive it. So in answer to your question, yes, there are times when certain animals do not wish to receive the energy healing at that point of time. Uh, I recently encountered a jag- jaguar in captivity who was looking straight at me as I had approached his cage. And when I offered him Reiki, he turned around, completely turned around, and just gave me his back in a show of refusal. Uh, There were some bears around in another cage nearby, grizzlies, and I was really looking forward to sharing Reiki with them too. Uh, But they were very keen on their breakfast. So they said, hi, but no thank you, yummy breakfast first. (laughs) Uh, There was another big predator cat. There uh, There was another big predator cat close by as well. Um, she was in no mood to chat at all, you know, completely refused to engage one wee bit. Um, You know, I've had this encounter with not just animals in captivity, but even animals who have been rescued. Um, There is one rescue dog who refuses to join the session while her friend, uh, you know, happily joins in each and every time. And actually, the friend invites her, almost pleads with her every time to join, but the first one just never engages. So from each of these instances, you know, I've had to honor the choice of the animal and step back from offering them Reiki. Just as we humans are not having such a great day at times, the animals have their own reasons for refusing Reiki at a particular time. And that needs to be honored and respected foremost. Very interesting, Tejas, yes. And, you know, I think, like you said, you know, even with people, 
And sometimes we just get preoccupied and we just aren't ready to work on ourselves or even to have somebody else initiate healing for us. So I do find it fascinating to hear how these different creatures responded to Reiki. And I know sometimes you face this, but I mean, gosh, I remember you showing me a photo one day of this, I think it was a cheetah, was it? Um, and you took this picture of him, and he just looked so blissed out with Reiki that the look on his face was priceless. It was a really awesome photo. Mm. Oh, I'd love to see that one. That's an amazing shot, I can imagine. Uh, and I like how animals um, show in their own way whether or not they're ready um, for or, or even interested in a treatment at that particular moment and um, and that you know, that, that you honor that. Um, so, but now you've mentioned some of the wild animals you've met, Tejas, but, but do you tend to work mostly with domesticated or with, with wild animals, or, or is it kind of a mix? Um, Marianne, I'm really blessed and very grateful for the opportunity to work with both. Uh, though it's mainly domestic, the wild ones happen, you know, whenever I'm traveling or, you know, thereabouts. Uh, they have been dogs, cats, birds, horses, uh, bugs, beetles, bees, spiders <laughs> sometimes. Um, and there have been wild ones like elephants, birds of prey, ostriches, tortoises. Uh, I've been very blessed to work with marine animals as well, uh, although it was quite unplanned at that point of time, where I've had sea turtles, sharks, even mantas. And each one of them has been a very unique teacher for me. To each one, I am very, very grateful. Mm, I love that. And 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 now you just mentioned insects or bees and spiders, and it's funny because just uh, mm. in fact, really this morning, I don't know how that popped into my mind. I was thinking, God, because I, I, I wonder about butterflies actually, and I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know why that came into my mind, but but now you just mentioned insects, so it's it's fascinating. You know how how you have these encounters, um, and you know it's it's fascinating for us to sit here and, and hear about the the beautiful work you do with um, with animals of of all kinds. Mm, it really is. It's so beautiful, and and I'm enjoying this interview so much. But um, I just want to to say before we continue on, we just want to take a few moments to thank our <laughs> listeners for joining us each week. And we would like to invite you all to join our Facebook page at Inspirational Living, where you can ask questions or have discussions about our topics. So please also subscribe to us on iTunes and Overcast and leave us a review. Or you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. We would love to hear from you. Tonight we are so grateful to be talking with Tejas Aundkar, a.k.a. Animal Reiki Universe and she works with animals all over the globe in a healing capacity. Tejas, could you tell us a little bit about the fantastic work that you're doing to help the community in Bahrain and all over the world? Uh, thanks, Ryan. Um, animal Reiki Universe believes that every shelter, every sanctuary, every animal welfare organization should have animal Reiki as part of their holistic care package for their animals. And uh, to that effect, my primary work remains with the rescue teams, the shelters, and the individuals who are into animal welfare. Uh, I work with cases of exceptional abuse, 
working as part of the rehabilitation effort to help these beautiful beings release their emotional trauma, rekindle their faith in humanity, and help them find forever loving homes. Many of these have suffered horrific physical injuries at the hands of humans, either intentionally or accidentally. And I work with these animals in shelters or the vet clinics to accelerate their healing process on all levels. So you can see some of the before and after pics on my Instagram account um, and see how much Reiki actually helps them. There are some shelters and individual rescuers who also have regular sessions for prevention and maintenance issues, you know, maintenance of health issues for their uh, shelter residents as well as their staff. Uh, all of this work is voluntary, and I am, again, very, very grateful to be working with these lovely humans who are making such a huge difference to the animals of this world by caring for them. Uh, if you like, there are some testimonials on my uh, Facebook page as well as my Instagram page uh, at Animal Reiki Universe. Mm, great opportunity, Tejas, for our for our listeners to check out those testimonials and, and pictures on your Facebook page there. And hopefully it can inspire others to help animals in shelters around the world. And uh, maybe you can explain a bit more about in which ways animal benefit animals benefit from animal reiki. I mean, is it is it different to how humans benefit and, and react, do you feel? Sure, Marianne. Uh, like all energy healing modalities, um, animal Reiki applications are also quite limitless. You know, it works beautifully as an adjunct with any mainstream or complementary therapy that has been prescribed by the vet. Uh, the most commonly used, uh, you know, the commonly seen benefits for the shelter animals are, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's for releasing your emotional trauma. It tackles anxiety issues especially as they're fostered or adopted into a new home. You know, it helps them integrate uh, with their new family uh, much better, much smoother. It is fantastic for senior animals. It improves their digestion, their appetite. It gives them almost like an energy top-up while working on their uh, aches and pains and chronic illnesses. Uh, I also have a few cancer cases. And uh, I have to say animal Reiki is a great support, not only physically in that very challenging phase. Uh, it reduces the side effects for chemotherapy. It reduces the side effects of the other medicines you're having at that point of time. Uh, it offers you pain relief. And it also offers huge emotional support for the animal as well as their guardian. Uh, in general terms, you know, animal Reiki offers immunity support, pain support. It accelerates all sorts of wound healing, including fractures and burns. Uh, it's great for chronic pain relief. Uh, there is one that I would definitely like to mention over here uh, because it is, uh, it is the use of animal Reiki at one of the most challenging times uh, that we as animal guardians face. When an animal is ready to transition, from the physical world onwards. Animal Reiki actually helps them on their journey across the Rainbow Bridge. It offers immense emotional support during and after the process for both the animals as well as their humans. Mm. 
that that's very com that's surely it's comforting to to know that that the animals even respond there mm-hmm. also as as well. That's wonderful. So there's quite a wide spectrum of benefits there for for so many types of imbalances and and well, it helps not only the animals but also their guardians and and animal caretakers and they must be so so thankful for the opportunity to see and experience how the animals just heal and and recover. Mm. You know, Tejas, I know that you offer uh, distance Reiki as well for animals. Can you explain what that is for those who may be a bit unfamiliar with this concept? Thanks, Joanne. Sure. Um, Animal Reiki is predominantly a non-touch modality, unlike human Reiki, you know, where usually human Reiki sessions are done via touching the person. Uh, animal Reiki is done mainly via meditation or other energetic methods of sharing uh, or transferring energy. So there's really no need to touch the animal per se, which is why it's so great for shy or fearful or anxious or especially abused animals, like most of the rescue cases. And uh, since energy transcends the boundaries of time and space, animal Reiki is easily done via distance. Uh, in my personal experience, actually, distance Reiki often works better than hands-on Reiki for animals. I have quite a few clients who are in the U.S., uh, in India, in Singapore, Oman, um, and all of these are done via distance Reiki sessions. You know, we organize a time that suits us both. We have the session, and then we exchange feedback on the phone or via messages. Your work with the shelters all over the globe is really, truly inspiring to Jess. Yes, a wonderful, wonderful way to connect. And it it got me thinking about another question, Jess, now that you mentioned time and, and space. Uh, but with time, do you feel that animals respond to Reiki quicker than people do? Oh, oh absolutely, Marion. Yes, animals are so connected to Mother Earth. Uh, and they're so present in the moment, uh, the receptivity to Reiki is so much more than humans. Uh, and therefore, their uh, responses, you know, both on a micro level as well as on a macro level, are very much heightened too. So, you know, all those responses that we talked about earlier, uh, you know, they are so vividly seen uh, in animals much more than, you know, the humans. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, uh, that it would be, because animals are so grounded, I find. Yes, grounded and, and in, you know, in tune with their surroundings. And, and maybe they're also not burned by, by too much, you know, mental chatter getting in the way, as, as can be the case mm. for, for, for humans, you know. Mm, definitely. Now, Tejas, I know that a little birdie told me <laughs> that you have a special offer for our Inspirational Living podcast listeners tonight. So I just wanted to say it's an amazing offer. Would you like to go ahead and explain it to everyone? Um, thanks, Ryan. Yes, um, I would like to thank uh, everybody for listening into this episode, and I would like to encourage everybody to continue listening to this amazing podcast you guys have over here. Uh, and I'd like to extend this gratitude for listening in uh, to you know all the listeners uh, with a chance to experience this wonderful energy healing modality for their animal companions as well. So I have two distance sessions of 10 minutes each on offer. 
And if you would like to avail them, you can just direct message me via my Instagram profile, which is Animal Reiki Universe, quoting Inspirational Living Podcast to avail of these sessions at a mutually convenient time. Um, I would also like to extend this offer of monthly sessions, free monthly sessions to any shelters or sanctuaries or rescue teams out there. Uh, Reiki helps rescues in an amazing, beautiful way. And uh, hopefully you'd like to integrate this gentlest of the energy healing modality for your animals as well. Such a beautiful offer, Tejas. Thank you so much for taking the time to offer these sessions to our community. And so if anybody out there would like to avail of these beautiful um, distance Reiki sessions for their fur babies or for those who are working in shelters, please take advantage of Tejas's offer by going to her Instagram account at Animal Reiki Universe, direct messaging her with, a me- with the mention of our podcast, Inspirational Living, um, to take advantage of this generous gift. Truly an amazing offer indeed, a fantastic offer, Tejas, and thank you very much. And we hope it can hopefully help to spread the word about the, the gentle but powerful ways of Animal Reiki. And we just have one last question for you today, Tejas, and that is if you could please tell our listeners one thing about why animal Reiki is important and what what would that one thing be? (laughs) Mm, Thanks, Marian. I think that's a very important one. Um, Reiki is definitely not a means to fix or sort your pets. You know, it is preventative, it's therapeutic, it's maintenance. Uh, It is also for the end state support for the animal, but it doesn't fix them. Uh, It is very subtle, but very powerful. Uh, and also extremely intelligent. It works on all levels of healing, whether physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Uh, So when your animal companion is receiving animal Reiki, you may not see the effects of it instantly or vividly like when you have a pill. But you have to just trust that the energy is healing on all levels. And the best way to see the results, um, and that's the case with all energy healing modalities, I think, is to let go of all expectations. And you'll find that you're very pleasantly surprised with the results. Mm, beautifully said, Tejas. I think it's a great message to leave our listeners with. And uh, Ram, I think we, we are almost at the time where we have to wrap up for tonight. Yes, we're so happy to have had Tejas on our show this week. And uh, you've really informed us and our listeners of the beauty of Reiki and how it can really be beneficial to our pets and all animals. So please uh, be sure to take advantage of Tejas' special offer. And, um, yeah, and uh, before we go tonight, we would just like to thank everyone for joining us and our special guest, Tejas Aundkar. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com. And we hope that you'll tune in to our show next week. And thank you very much, Tejas, for, for coming with us tonight. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. And we'll hopefully see you all next week. So good night, everyone, and thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Thank you, Tejas. Thank you, Ryan and Marion. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.